0: All right, well, good morning and welcome again. I am excited, as Michael said, to dive into God's Word here together and to be able to just here for our campus talk about what God has laid on my heart and get excited for 2024. And if you were here with us 364 days ago, this year, exactly, it was in 2023, January 1st, we were together. We were right here in this room, and I said, we'll be back here 364 days from now. But I know many of you have come new in this last year, and it's awesome. I'm so glad you're plugging in here at Grace. But last year, almost a year ago, it would be year tomorrow, I asked this question. We set up 2023, and the question is, who will you be in 2023 all right hope a little play on words little rhyming there who will you be in 2023 to hopefully as we went throughout our year have us focused on at the end of 2023 as we came to today answering this question who will we be, is really determined by the choices that we make all year long. And we're coming to this day asking the question of how did we do this year in growing to be more like Jesus Christ in 2023? Do the choices we make throughout the year grow us in our likeness of Jesus Christ? And maybe you're sitting here, and you're like, you know, Honestly, it's been it's been a pretty good year. I've done well in following my you know Bible reading or being at church or different different categories that you might say you're looking at your spiritual life and your life in general. But maybe you're sitting here and you're going, ugh, 2023, it's not been the greatest. Uh, it's had its ups and downs. It's had its you know this this different things have come into my life. Circumstances have gone certain ways that I didn't expect. And man, 2023 if I'm honest, hasn't been great. Well, regardless of whether you find yourself on one spectrum or the other or somewhere in the middle, I hope today, as we look at looking ahead to 2024, it can be an encouragement and we can be excited about all that God is going to do in 2024. So I wanted to start our time this morning with a verse that has the reference of 2024 and really get us thinking in this way. And it's from Acts chapter 20, verse 24. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. My wa- life is worth nothing. My only aim to finish the race. To have this focus of testifying to the good news of God's grace. That. If that's not a verse you've committed to memory, maybe 2024 is the year that you want to commit that verse to memory and really have our focus in this one direction of testifying to the good news of Jesus Christ. But I want us to take that verse and this simplicity of it, of focusing on one thing and hold it in a paradox today. If you're not familiar with what a paradox is, it's holding two truths at the same time. And the paradox is the title of today's message, More in 2024, all right, more in 2024, because undoubtedly, we just read that verse, and you think, okay, this is the year, 2024, we're going to strip it back, focus on one thing, testifying to the good news of the grace of Jesus Christ, got it, one thing, and now you're saying more, more in 2024, because let's face it, what does the world tell us we should want? More. More, more. Undoubtedly, tomorrow, today, even, you'll be hearing as we enter 2024, you want more health, more better diet, more money, more growing your business, more, more, more pushing, pushing, gain, gain, get better, 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 more in 2024. That's what the world will be screaming at us. All to what end? Where does it stop? Because the reality is we can chase more and more and more and feel like there's always more to gain. That famous quote out there is, how much money is enough money? One more dollar, you know, just more and more and more. And I was thinking about this as our family enjoys a movie that talks about and really puts this into perspective. Let me read some of the lyrics from a song in this movie and you may be able to know the movie. All the shine of a thousand spotlights, all the stars we steal from the night sky will never be enough never be enough. Towers of gold are still too little. These hands could hold the world. Sing it with me. It'll never be enough for me. All right. Yeah. Any fans out there? Never enough. Never enough for me. There's never enough. No matter how far we chase things in this world, there is never enough. So what do I, what do I mean? What, what are we talking about when we say more in 2024, when everything is truly fleeting? We see that in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 2. When I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Everything we chase after, everything we pursue in the here and now in this world fades away. So what do we mean? What do I mean when we say more? in 2024. Well, more in 2024 is about being more yielded to God and having more of an impact on others. We want to be in 2024 more yielded to God and be focused on having more of an impact on others. And we see this directly from scripture. And I think this is a great time of year to really go back to the great commandment that we see in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 and 38. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So today we're talking about being more yielded to God and having more of an impact on others. So, I just want to break it down in just those two sections and just give some practical elements to go with this. So, what do we do when looking at being more yielded to God? It's about spending more intentional time with Him. If you are married or in a relationship or have been in a relationship, you know, if you, you want to get to know someone a little bit more, what do you do? You, you spend more time together, you engage in conversation. You have a dialogue back and forth. You get to know interest in what things are on their heart and really go back and forth. And you grow in that relationship, sometimes even to the point of what's called synchronicity, where you, you may even be thinking or be able to finish each other's sentences is how well you know each other. So we want, as God being a personal God, to grow in our relationship with him and spending more intentional time with Him. And so you might ask the question, well, what does that look like? And one of the ways is by spending time in His Word. If you're taking notes, this is simply, you're going to see it on the screen, as Bible reading. Spending time reading God's Word. Michael just mentioned it a moment ago, that there are Bible reading plans as you head out, or maybe you grabbed one on your way in. This is, we want to help you, give you tools to engage in God's Word. And whether you pick up one of those paper copies of a Bible reading plan, or whether you go on the YouVersion app, or have some other way that you're going to engage, just maybe just picking up your Bible each day and reading a passage from it, we want you to be engaged with God's Word even more than you were last year. Looking at where you've been in 2023, maybe you're like, yeah, early in the year I fell off and I never really picked it up again. Or maybe you went all the way through a Bible reading plan and you're like, I can't wait to do it again. Or maybe you're again somewhere in the middle where you're like, ah, I've tried out a couple different things and I'm looking for a new way. Wherever you're at, We want you to be in God's word. One of the plans that's out there is called the five by five by five plan. And that what that refers to is five minutes a day, five days a week. And then there's five discussion questions to kind of go along with what you are reading. And it takes you through the New Testament in a year. If you just read for about five minutes a day for five days a week, you'll read through the New Testament in 2024. And frankly, that is a plan that I'm going to be embarking on, and it's for a couple of reasons. You might be sitting here, and you're like, Pastor, come on. (laughs) You're the pastor, and you're only going to read through the New Testament. You're not going to do the whole Bible in 2024, and undoubtedly, I'm going to walk through a number of different passages, but what I want to do with this plan and walking through it is to take the time to read those passages, but then to really unpack them and digest them, and let God's word work in my heart and in my life, and I want that to be true for you guys as well, because I don't know about you guys, but there, I'll just be transparent for a minute, there are days, there are times where I've got a, a schedule, a regiment, and I'm, I'm ready to follow it, so I get up in the morning, I get my coffee, I sit down, I read the passage, I read the devotional, I check it off, and I'm like, yes, I did it, but if you were to ask me 30 minutes later, How, what would God teach you today in his word? It's like, ugh. What, what, what chapter, what verse were you in? You know, uh, I think of the New Testament. It's definitely the New Testament, uh, right? You know, we can find ourselves quickly just che- checking off the box when really we want to be in God's Word, allowing it to work in our hearts and lives. I love how Hebrews chapter 4 talks about this with the power of God's Word. The Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. We want to let God's word have its way in our hearts to to cut through the, the noise of our lives and truly penetrate and be as a part of our lives, and then let our lives flow out of that time with God, and God's Word working in our lives. You could look at some other verses, like a Second Timothy 3.16, or Colossians 3.16, about the power of God's Word, and it working in our lives. And I just love being able to dig into God's Word, and I hope that's true for you as we enter 2024. We could spend the whole day talking about that, but I want to move on and talk about some other practical ways to engage with God as well. And the next one is through prayer, through prayer, through spending time with God in prayer. And we spent some time talking about this in our series in the Sermon on the Mount. I would invite you to go back and check those out. In Matthew chapter 6, we looked at the Lord's Prayer and unpacked those verses. And then Matthew chapter 7, we looked at asking, seeking, knocking, Truly coming before God in prayer and just being in awe of all that he is and coming before him with requests, with thanksgiving, and just truly having a conversation with God. And we see Paul talk about this in the New Testament as well. I'm going to throw three verses up on the screen related to this. Romans 12, 12, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Ephesians six eighteen: pray in the spirit on all occasion with all kinds of prayers and requests. And First Thessalonians 5, 17, pray continually. There are a number of ways in which we can go before God in prayer. And he, we can talk to God like a friend, like he's close, like he's right there in the room. But we also go before him with holy reverence and awe that he is our holy, heavenly father. But we can go to him. I love Ephesians 6, 18. On all occasion with all kinds of prayers and requests. You see, God sees you in every circumstance that you are in, and God walks with you. And maybe as you walk through 2024, you'll find yourself in some tough moments, and God hears you in those moments where you're crying out to Him when you're asking these questions of why, God? Or you're going, I didn't imagine things going this way. Or you're just wondering or you're struggling or you're facing a situation that is just beyond anything you could ever imagine, God is there. He's there to hold that with you. And he, he wants to, you to just bring that before him. And, and he's there to say, I love you and I'm here for you. And we listen for how he guides us through prayer and through his word. Now, you might be hearing me talk about more time in God's word and more time in prayer, and you're like, oh, now I get it. More in 2024 is about adding to the list. More time in prayer, more time in Bible reading, more coming to church, more getting involved in the community, more involved in this, more That's not what this is about. As we enter 2024 and think about being more yielded to God, the second piece I want us to really look at with being yielded to God is more resting in him. More resting in the power and the presence of God in our lives. More recognition. More, to use that word again, yielding. Saying, God, you are in control. And one of the ways in which we can do this is by practicing Sabbath. A Sabbath, this day of rest that we set aside from the toil and the, the rhythms of our week, of our, our life, our jobs, our just everything that's going on, and say, God, this is yours. See, God instituted the Sabbath rest at the end of creation. God had created all things. And on day six, he created man and woman. And then what happened? There was a day of Rest. And I had someone point this out to me a long time ago. I can't remember exactly when and where, but the reality that man's first whole day on earth was spent resting with God. And this reality that our Sabbath is truly resting in him, I want to give just a simple definition up on the screen. Sabbath is taking time each week to pause and focus on all that God is and how much we need him in every part of our lives. So maybe on Sundays, this is your Sabbath where you've set aside this time to really focus on God as you come here to church and engage in a time of worship. And then you spend whatever the rest of your day looks like truly just resting in the goodness of God and how he is over every part of our lives. And then secondly, it's resting in his purposes and his plans. It's practicing trusting in his plans, recognizing that we can make great plans, but God is the one who is over it all. How, let me see my planners in the room. Raise your, hand, raise your hand if you're like, I'm a planner. I like to have things laid out pretty. All right, maybe, maybe half the room. The rest of you are like, nah, I don't need it. We can, we can just let things slide by. We'll figure it out as we go. That's all good. Either, either direction. But for those who are planners, we can often, myself included, have our plans not go as we thought or hoped. And then it's like, Ugh, now what do I do? And I've been comforted throughout the years by a couple different verses, one from the book of Proverbs, and then another one as well, two from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. And then in Proverbs 19, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails, As you walk through 2024, you may have plans. You may have things laid out and you're like, this is going to be a great year. Or these are the things that I'm focusing on, even through the first quarter, the first month, whatever things look like. And things may change. But know from that verse in Proverbs 19 that it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. And he will use every part of our lives for his glory and our good. So we've looked at this reality of being more yielded to God, and then we want to look at this second part of having more of an impact on others. And the reality is we start from, or I wanted us to start from this place of being more yielded to God, because as you look back, as you look throughout the history of Christianity, or you study Christians over the course of history, often those who were the most yielded to God had some of the greatest impact for God. Some of the people who are the most yielded to God had great, incredible impact for God. So we want to start with this posture and this place of saying, God, it's all for you. It's all for your glory. I want to be more in tune with what you have for my life. Trust in your plans, your purposes, what you have for my life and be yielded to your will. But then we come to this aspect of being having more of an impact on others. And I want to ask just two questions today. And the first one is, in what ways do I look out for the interest of others. In what ways do I look out for the interest of others? And this comes directly from Philippians chapter two, where it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not look into your own interest, but each of you to the interests of others. As we enter twenty twenty-four, we want to have our eyes focused on It's the people around us and how God will use us to impact those people around us. This could be people in your own family. This could be people at your job. This could be the neighbors in your neighborhood. This could be people that you see as you're out in the community. This could be people that you engage in hobbies with. Are you looking out for those interests and saying, I care about the people around you? Now, don't hear me wrong, Be like, oh, Pastor Isaac was saying, don't, don't care about yourself and just let all boundaries go. No, I'm not saying all that. What I'm saying is we truly just want to have the eyes like Jesus to say, I'm here to serve. I'm here to love. I'm here to encourage. I'm here to support those around me. And I'm truly thinking, I'm being humble, thinking of myself a little bit less so that I have room to think of others, and the needs that they have, and how I can have an impact in their lives. And that really leads to this second question of, in what ways do others see Jesus in me? In what ways do others see Jesus in me? I mentioned just briefly that Jesus was known for coming to serve and not to be served. We want to be people who have this agenda of living like Jesus. And I love how Paul talks about his purpose and his agenda in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He says this, And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness, with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration Of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Paul says here, it's about Jesus, it's about the message of the gospel. And he says, I came not with some fancy message and not trying to persuade you with some uh, cool way that I'm gonna talk about this whole message, but truly living like Jesus. He says, so that the power might not rest on him, not on human wisdom, but on God's power by how he acted and what he said. So do other people see Jesus in us? That's truly the question to wrestle wrestle with as we focus on 2024 being hope and light in this world. Do people see Jesus in me? Because there's this reality that as we walk through 2024, we may not know exactly what's going to go on throughout this year. But 2024, I don't have to, this isn't new news to all of you. This has potential to be another very divisive year. As we look towards the fall and towards another political season, there is great potential out there for this to be a year where people are, you know, Pl- plotting, planning, standing for, you know, saying this is where I place my my stance, my beliefs, this is what I stand for. And we have to ask ourselves the question, are people seeing Jesus as we interact in these moments? Are they seeing that we care about the needs of others and we're, we're truly wanting to stand for Jesus and what he is about and not stand on issues or make proclamations, but we truly want to represent Jesus well. We truly wanna be people who listen, who care, who lean in, who walk with, and truly represent Jesus well in every part of our lives. We want the signs of our lives to be pointing to Jesus. And this is, I don't wanna make any statement about the things or what you do with your yard, but if people know you better by the signs in your yard than the signs of Jesus in your life, that's something we have to question. We have to truly think about our lives and how we represent Jesus to the world around us in a world that loves division and strife and going against and seeing it amongst anybody and everybody, we want to represent Jesus well this year. So as we embark on 2024, we don't know what it brings. And I want us to go back to these words from Paul in Acts chapter 20. 2024, we read it earlier, but let's, I want to jump back a verse before this. It says, I only know that in every city, The Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. (laughs) Fun words. He says, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. As you think about 2024, what if you're in that moment and you get this news, hardships ahead, 2024 is going to have some tough moments. What do we be able to say? That's all right. I consider my life worth nothing except focusing on the work that God has called me to. That's all right. All I want to do is be more yielded to the plans that God has for my life and make more of an impact on others. That's all right because no matter what comes my way, I know God is with me And I want to stand for him in such a way that people see Jesus no matter what I'm going through. You see, that's all right. Because I know I can go back to God's word and go to a place like Psalm 23. That even if in tough times, David said this, even though I walk through the darkest valley, or other translations say the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. It says, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We can rest in those powerful words That God is with us no matter what our life holds. And as we walk through 2024, as we think about more, more, more in 2024, it's not about gaining more. It's not about elevating ourselves. It's not about chasing different things that are part of this world. It's about truly being more yielded to God, His plans, resting in His goodness, practicing rhythms that truly focus on all that he is. And it's about having more of an impact on others. Well, today, as we Finish this time of teaching. I wanted to end it a little bit differently. And uh, a lot of times we'll have a, in January kind of a, a state of the church or a town hall sort of thing. But I wanted to today take time here as we're wrapping up the service to really allow an opportunity for us to celebrate some great things that God has done in 2023 and then be able to look ahead into 2024. So I'm going to invite our full time staff on up here to the stage Michael and Joshua and Amy. As we just take a few minutes here. Together to really celebrate some great things from 2023 and then look ahead at 2024. And uh, I'm going to go uh, in the order of each uh, area of responsibility, um, we'll say, or age of responsibility. So Amy's our Kid Venture uh, Coordinator Director, as well as our office and hospitality. You do a lot of things, right. and then Michael's with youth, and on we go. So, yeah, go ahead, Amy. Yeah,
1: so I'm with the kids. You could be over here if you're going by <laughs> age. <but> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, so a lot's been happening you know, this past year. And I like the idea of the table, looking at that and what God's prepared. And we've walked through in 2023, there's been a lot of um, good that, you know, people have enjoyed through um, your generosity and through like just getting to know each other. I love it. I love working with this team and I feel like we have um, the benefit of being able to see ways God's worked in different people's lives. Maybe that you don't all see, but it's, it's such an encouragement to me. So in the kids' ministry, I have a couple numbers, um, and they're kind of even. Um, there's been 60 different kids upstairs checked in this past year. That's from 40 different families, um, which, you know, I feel like kids grow so much in a year. Like, they fly by for me, but as they're building the framework and, um, of who they're going to be and um, just knowing that Jesus loves them as they do that, it makes a difference in their life. Um, Some other things that we can celebrate and look back on would be um, earlier this year, we did the If Gathering, Abigail um, helped with that. We had many women um, together for a weekend, really being encouraged with that. Um, Then what was next? We did um, the, well, the church, uh, the outreach was probably next, the Congress Park outreach, where we were definitely out in the community, um, just letting them know we're here for them, that Jesus loves them. Um, we did the Michael and I kind of worked together and did a VBS. Um, oh, I forgot to mention with the Kid Venture volunteers, there was there's 35 volunteers and 18 of them are middle school and high school students who um, you know are involved with Michael. Also, they helped host wow. this um, <laughs> VBS time, so the kids were teaching with little kids that came, and that was great. Um, then we did the church picnic. We did. Alpha, that was many weeks of awesome conversations, um, and we did the fall festival, so lots of things to celebrate, and I'll just pass it off to Michael.
2: Yeah, I, this is a perfect segue. I get asked a lot why there will be, like, people will say, hey, I don't see as many kids sitting here as in a Sunday. Well, I got two kids back there running everything with electricity through it. I got Alex working and uh, the Worcester family with welcome team and stuff, and then once again, like half of my students are upstairs on uh, Sunday mornings making sure people's kids are uh you know not going crazy and uh, doing things so uh w- our students are awesome, and uh, we're really appreciative of what God uh, is doing through that God this time last year, we had about thirty five kids on a weekly basis, which for our congregation is a is a pretty good number, and uh God has just been so good and he's been bringing, I've been saying this all year, bringing the right people here, where pretty much every week now, I, I also went back and kind of did the numbers, we have over, pretty much over 40 kids on average every single Wednesday here. We've had certain weeks that I'm like, man, I'm talking to my leaders, I'm like, it's kind of a low week, and we count, we're like, there's 38 kids, like, it's Getting to a point where uh, we are kind of being overrun. I'm about to buy my leaders like riot shields and batons because it's. And sometimes I'll have food out there and I'll be like, "Wait, let me give the instructions before you all just sprint out there." You know where uh, the ratio of students to leaders is uh, in a good way uh, shifting. So, but th- these kids are awesome. We uh, we had Glow Night this. Uh, this past fall specifically, we were doing Youth Alpha, and that was awesome to have really great conversations with those kids. Uh, but we did Glow Night, we did Friendsgiving, and we did our Christmas party. It was weird. It was all the same number. We had 54 kids at each one of those uh, events. And it is so cool to see, you know, there's, I, I just roughly did the count, there's like 80 people in this room right now. So uh, we we are catching up to the Sunday service. And it's so cool because there are so many kids uh, that come into this that don't go to church that they're just being invited by their friends from school or they hear about it through sports or whatever the case may be and we are getting new kids new kids every week. We, we've had over a hundred new kids show up for the first time this year uh, that I've checked in uh, and put in the system so it's really awesome to to see uh, to see the amount not just the amount of kids right the amount's awesome it's awesome to you know have fifty kids here forty kids here every week but The fact that it's kids that are coming from from broken homes, kids are coming from problems uh, in their own lives or whatever the case may be, and a lot of the kids aren't going – that is their church, right? That is the way they're coming. Maybe their parents don't want to come and their parents don't want to take them on a Sunday or whatever the case may be. Uh, but these kids are here. They're asking great questions. They are begging to be mentored. They are begging for older brothers and older sisters to help them figure out, listen, high school, at least for me, maybe for cool people like you, it was easy. But high school and middle school were not easy for me. Uh, and so uh, we're just trying to be there for these kids, right, to to, to help guide them in a direction to set them up uh, for being adults, right, and navigating the world and all that that means. Uh, and so we're really thankful for what God has done and uh, and he's been doing awesome things. Those kids are so awesome. The kids are serving, uh, like we said, and they're just they're just great kids, and uh, I love them to death. So. Uh,
3: <laughs> I think it's important to remember that you know, with a church our size, uh, those kind of numbers are really big. It's 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 like a big deal, and so it, I think it's um, amazing what God is doing in our younger generation. Uh, my name is Joshua. I've been at Grace Saratoga for a year and a few months. And so I always say that you don't really get a feel for a church that you begin to work at until you uh, go through all the seasons and all the holidays and stuff like that. And so I'm really excited to be able to, to stand up here having gone through um, all the holidays and, and all the seasons so far. And I just want to share a couple of observations with you. Uh, the first one is that, I mean, you guys, our worship team, these men and women that serve with me are absolutely incredible, are they not? I can see some of them out there. We got Oz right there, we got Unji, and I think I saw Mike Stocker back there. And Karen, where's Karen? There we go, Karen, who, who rescued me from uh, on Thanksgiving. Thank you, Karen, you're the, you're the best, you're the bestest. Uh, these people you know it ta- it takes a lot of work in our um, sound and in production people as well it takes a lot of work to, to prepare for the for, for what happens on a sunday morning there's you have to be skilled you have to develop your skill you have to keep your skills sharp there's a lot of practicing on our own there's a, a rehearsal on thursday nights we come to to the we're at the church at 7:30 a.m. every every sunday um, they do a sound check, and then we do two services. So it's a big deal, and I really appreciate the heart um, with, in which these uh, men and women serve. And the, the second thing, the second observation, um, having gotten to know the, the congregation over the last year and few months, is that you guys are really special. I've been doing this for 26 years. So I've seen a lot of congregations, I've been part of a lot of different con- congregations, there's something really special about the way that we worship here. Um, it doesn't matter what I throw at you guys; you guys are there. It's like an old song from the '80s. Yeah, I'm there. You know, uh, a new song that nobody's ever heard before. Song I wrote. no, Who cares? You know, you guys are, you guys are always right there, and I really appreciate that. Um, and it's not just because you sing. It's it's in the conversations that we have before and after services about how the holy, how you've allowed the Holy Spirit to be able to Uh, begin to work in you. I treasure those conversations that we have and super grateful to be part of this team. Um, Somehow I've managed to talk uh, Pastor Isaac and Amy into trail running with me. I'm working on uh, Michael over there but I don't know I'm not sure if it's going to (laughs) happen. So uh,
0: special people here at Grace Saratoga. Awesome. Awesome. I want to give a hand to this team. You guys, I'll have Michael and Amy make their way off. And uh, Joshua can easily forget about the guys in the cage. So uh, the drum cage back here, he forgot we've got two drummers in the room, Mo right here and Dan back there, are awesome drummers. Uh, so uh, we're grateful for them, too. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not like Mo's not right in Right there, television. yeah. So... But then I want to just highlight as well, I love working with this team, as well as Will back in our production booth. So let's give Will a hand. He works part-time here for Grace, and uh, we're so grateful to have him here as part of our our team. So I'm just so grateful for all that God has done in 2023 and being able to celebrate these amazing things. And we're so excited about 2024. As we look ahead just in these next few weeks, you're going to see some tables out in the lobby as we get ready to launch into brand-new studies, brand-new groups. and and things like that, ways of which to get connected and to truly apply what we've been talking about today, of being more yielded to God and having a more impact on others, even in this room and in our congregation, that we can grow together to be more like Jesus Christ in 2024. But we also have some really, really exciting and big news to share with you as we enter 2024. We are, this year, going to be celebrating our 10th anniversary, all right? 10 years that Saratoga has won one of our locations here of Grace Fellowship. And let me see those hands. Who's been here from the beginning? Those 10-year those folks? All right. Many of you have been here from the get- Yeah, give them a hand. You guys are with us um, all in from day one. Well, as we get ready to walk into this 10th year, many of you may know from Day one, from when we first started meeting in this building, we've been leasing this, this building, and we've been looking for what God might have for us as a permanent home. Some of you were even here and when we walked through the time where we thought this building, this place may be our permanent home, and the doors closed for that opportunity Well, I get the exciting uh, ability to share with you today about what's happening here in 2024, and it's that we've been able to purchase a piece of property for the future home of Grace Fellowship, Saratoga. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I... uh, I share this with the first service and I'll, I'll try to hold it together again. This, is, I'll be honest, is a very emotional uh, moment. It's been a, a ride even since I've been here of the ins and outs of, of seeking to purchase a, a piece of property. but. Purchasing a piece of of land is a statement in a variety of ways that we truly believe in the future of all that God is going to do here in Saratoga. And you see the pictures on the screen of this piece of land that is currently filled uh, with trees. and these acres that we're looking to for the future home of Grace Saratoga. And if you're unfamiliar with where uh, this location is, or you can kind of look on the map here, we're currently at the top at High Rock Avenue and at 165, and you take circular over to 50, go past SPAC, and then it's right over there on Route 50. And as we look ahead in these days of Grace Saratoga, I am so excited for what God is going to do. We talk often about the faithfulness of God and how he has been with us each and every step of the way. And as we look ahead to the future of this place, we've got a chance to take a couple pictures over there, our staff, as well as, as Abigail and I, and to just be able to step into this place and think about all that God is going to do and as we close today, I've got a couple baskets up here with pieces of branches from this property. And I would love for you to come and take one with you. And as you think about the future of this property, I wanna ask for your prayers in a couple of directions. You may have a million things going through your mind right now, a million questions that honestly, we may not have the answers to yet. And if you wanna to jump to that next slide, I'd ask for you to pray in a couple specific ways first to pray for our leadership team as we look ahead and make decisions about the future and the steps along the way of a whole building process and what that looks like. We ask for your prayers in that process. But then in a huge way, as you take this branch, we're asking you to pray for all that God will do. I was reminded as we sang our first song here today that god is the vine and we are the branches and as you take this branch and you think about all that god will do it's his work and it is what he will do at this location pastor rex shared a couple weeks ago in the the video about the latham building that was there that these are ministry tools that god uses but i am so so excited and i truly believe God is going to do more than we could ever ask or imagine. I I believe and I see hearts and lives being changed for the gospel forever because of him using this place. And so I ask for you to pray for that even now, that God would work and be preparing hearts for what will go on at this time place. And so I, as you take that branch today, I ask you and invite you to pray for all that God will do and that we would be in awe and wowed at the work that he will do. And, and praise God. And in just a moment, we're going to close with one more song, and it's the goodness of God. And as we sing these words in a way as a declaration today, we want to focus on and remember God's faithfulness in our lives all along the way. So I want to pray for us and just pray as we embark on this adventure together for God's work, and then we'll sing it together. Father, we come so grateful. Grateful for your presence with us. Grateful for your guidance. Grateful for your provisions. God, we see you providing this piece of property as an answer in so many ways to what you will continue doing here in this area for your name and your glory. And God, we pray as we enter 2024 that we truly would be more yielded to you that we would truly desire to have more of an impact for your name and your glory, that you would use us, that you would use Grace Fellowship, that you would use us as instruments of yours for your name and your glory. God, we thank you for your faithfulness. Day after day, year after year, you are with us. And so God, we wanna remain in awe and wonder what you will continue to do for your name and your glory.